0: Having kids, um, probably I used alcohol as more of, I just need to get the kids in bed and get the bottle of wine open and have a glass and I'm going to feel all right.
1: On this week's episode of the Fit Parent Playbook, we're joined by Louise Jolly. The amazing mother of two and police officer moved to Australia from the UK back in 2012 with her husband David. She successfully juggles a career, her children and training for a half Ironman. On top of that, Lou has gone sober for 14 months now. We delve into what inspired that decision, as well as how she manages to balance life with everything else while maintaining sobriety on this episode of the Fit Parent Playbook. Jason. DK. How you going, mate? I'm good, mate. What's been happening in the last week? Got anything to share that's a bit out there with our listeners, mate? I'm not
2: out there, but I do have oh. a, a little story, mate. I suppose it's a bit of a gratefulness story. I had my brother down for the weekend with his wife and his son. And just to see how far he's come in the last three or four years, or especially the last year since yep. becoming a father. He's just grown up so much and he's looking super fit and super healthy, and how he's managed to do that is just by finding a routine that works for him. Yeah, right? Right. It is the oddest routine. It is strange. His weirder diet than yours. Oh, way weirder than mine, okay. yeah. But you know what? It's genetic. something that works for him. Yeah. So, um, and that's something we w- want all our listeners to do, is just find something that works for them, Jace. So yeah, big shout out to my brother. Super proud of him. Great stuff, mate.
1: Well done. Uh, mate, I also wanted to follow up um, on the holding hands thing.
2: Holding hands? You want yeah. me to hold your hand, Jace? Well,
1: you've, we do it we after can this do it. we when can we go do it. for our walk, but uh, more with a wife. I remember, I remember we talked about the buckets Damn. a couple of weeks ago again, yeah. and uh, you wanting to improve the romance bucket. <laughs> Uh, From a solid three, those were your words, I'd I'd say you'd be shooting an 11, but uh, part of that improvement was starting to hold hands, and um, how's that going?
2: Yeah, well, Rhea's a big holding hander, and I I am not, but I said, whenever she wants to, I'm happy to do it. Now, she hasn't latched on as much as I thought she (laughs) would.
1: But wouldn't you be leading by example? If you're the one wanting to improve it, and the way you are, we're pretty pumped about doing this
2: yeah no I will take your advice mm. on board but we are off to America on Ooh. Monday as you know Jace so I'm thinking there's going to be a little bit of holding hands around Disneyland coming up so but are
1: you only doing that because no one you know is going to see it Ah, potentially.
2: No, no, it's not. I'm doing it uh, to improve as a person, Jason, because that's what we're all about here, isn't it?
1: It is, mate. And I look forward to uh, seeing the photos up on uh, social media, even though you don't have social media, apparently. Mm. But I'm I'm sure I can scout some out.
2: I'll I'll get a photo. Me, Mickey Mouse, and Rhiannon all holding hands. How's that
1: sound? Can't wait, mate. Just for you. All right, let's cut the crap, eh? Um, This week, (laughs) we've got a, a podcast extraordinary another super mum on the podcast she's a mother of two a police officer currently training for a half marathon wow this week's podcast is louise jolly welcome to the podcast lou
0: hello (laughs) (laughs) hello hello (laughs)
1: how are you yes uh english lou english Lou. you are very uh english so um I think we wanted to get started with like uh, what what are you doing right now with your fitness and so forth, and how do you balance that with parenting at the moment?
0: So yeah, I'm training for a half Ironman, mm-hmm. I think, um, and obviously do still do CrossFit at your gym, Jace. Um, I found my balance is I like to get it done first thing. I like to get up before the kids are up get it out of the way with, cuts a bit of the mum (laughs) Yeah. But then I've also managed to involve them in my fitness as well. So if I've got to do like a brick training session, so where you do a long bike ride followed by a run, I'll do my bike ride, come home, and then I'll say, all right, get on your bike and come and ride with me while I'm running or Mm. something like that. Or when I drop the kids off at where they do their gym, um, I might use the gym equipment that they've got and do a quick session while they're away all right
1: so where where has this come from have you always been involved in sort of like fitness at at a younger age
0: I've always been involved in sport as a as a kid it was netball very much focused in netball um obviously I was a child in in England and it's different over there than it (laughs) is here very very different and not as many opportunities not a lot of I mean it might be different now I've lived here for a long time now so I can't say that's exactly what it's like now but me for growing up it There were just, there wasn't the big sports clubs, there wasn't the weather. Um, You just, you did it through school and that Mm. was um, not, I think you start maybe year six to start to play sports for the school. Before that, there wasn't really anything Mm -hmm. Um, and my parents weren't really involved in sport so I was never, I always say I, I should have had the pushy parents but I never did so I was never really encouraged to. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to try everything, but it wasn't really pushed or encouraged by my parents. Right. Um, and it wasn't until maybe I got into the colleges that I started doing training in the gym, and then I became a gym instructor. Um, and that's what I studied at uni and kind of enjoyed just being in the gym itself, um, doing programs and doing classes and things. Hitting university might have burnt the candle at both ends. <laughs> With the old alcohol and oh. abusing my body a little bit. Yeah, right. Three years of partying hard. Um, but still did had fitness, just didn't make it a priority. I'd yeah. still say, oh, I've been to the gym today, but I probably just pedaled about a little bit on a bike and walked on a treadmill. But to me, it was like, oh, I could justify it. I've been to the okay. gym. So you were obviously
1: from England. So tell us about the story of moving over here with your uh, husband, David.
0: David. Um, so David and I... Um, we travelled uh, Australia oh, back in 2004, 2005, I think it was, um, and we knew that we hadn't finished, we wanted to come back and probably um, do a few few years there, here even, and then kind of put it back into the back of our head, and um, fast forward another, well I got to 2011 and I was with the police in the UK, and St. Paul were taking on UK recruits, so I Jumped on the bandwagon um, and passed everything I needed to do, and yeah, fast forward a, a bit longer in 2012, we moved over here. Yeah.
2: Okay. So once you moved over here, did you find that you found a friendship network through your work, or was it sort of through a fitness fitness um, community?
0: Initially, it was work because there was a load of us that came at the same time. Yeah. But it became quite apparent quite quickly, especially with my husband, that these people... I was never really friends with people from work, out of work in the UK as well. But I already had a solid friendship group yeah. uh, away from work. But the, the people that I uh, kind of befriended when I first came over here were all part of this same recruitment drive. And they just probably weren't our kind of people. Not They were lovely people. They just weren't really the same friends that I'd had back at home yeah. or, you know, the same interests or... and. Um, you know, even though, yeah, I'm a police officer, I I very much, um, disassociate myself when I'm not in work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, I didn't, yeah, like you said, I didn't have those kind of fitness friends anymore. And, and it did take a while to, to build those friendships again and find, you know, your people as, so to speak, um, probably took me longer than David. David found work and he's quite a sociable person and he, um, you know, build up some friendship groups quite quickly. Mine probably happened actually when I had the kids, I would have thought, okay, Yeah. Um, doing the mum groups, and especially when they start school and you start getting the school friends.
2: Yeah, and, and how old were you when you had your kids?
0: Uh, I reckon I was about 32 okay. when I had Harry and then uh, just turned 34, I think, when I had Grace. And so you, how long
1: had you been here for then?
0: We'd been here not quite 12 months when I fell right. pregnant with Harry, oh gosh. yeah. Mm. But then I suppose Dave and I had been together at that point um, well over 10 years. We were married. We knew that that was our next stage. And it wasn't until we moved here that we finally, I think we just felt that settled. We just felt like, okay, we've we've kind of done everything. We've ticked the boxes and now we're ready.
1: Mm. Like I had my first kid in Sydney and I was only there for a year. And you just notice the, you know, the support that you don't have when you're interstate. So how was that like, you know, moving from another country? Yeah, that,
0: that. that was hard. I don't think I appreciated how hard that would be. Mm. However, I'm glad that I moved without kids because I think it would have been harder if I'd moved with kids because mm. you would have been used to that support network. And and yeah, and so, and people do say, oh, you must find it so hard. I think we just, we're just we just used to it. That's all we know. We're just used mm. to it. And it's just, that's our life. Um, but yeah, it's definitely hard, especially because um, my two kids are very close in age. There's only just shy of 17 months between them. So... You know, there's a point when Grace was born where, you know, I was just on my own with these two babies and thinking, just every day was like Groundhog Day and I'm like, when does this get be- get any better? Like, you know, and I didn't have my mum there or my sisters and, you know, my family back at home are really close and my, my side of the farm was huge, you know, and I just knew that if I had been at home, I would have had, I wouldn't have even had to call anyone, they would have just been there, you yeah. know, whereas here, it's just not like that.
2: No. And how do you go managing your fitness then when you've got two kids under the age of what three What was that yeah yeah
0: um I suppose initially um I don't think I realized it had slipped until so when I had Harry I was still running quite a lot and I was still doing classes at the gym up until a few weeks of him being born mm. and then even when after I had him I he was a great sleeper I, I couldn't have wished for a, a more on time baby like you could set your watch by him um and I could still which meant I could still do everything I wanted to do kind of just around his sleep routines or what have you and I was getting good night's sleep so I could get up in the morning and do things because I felt really fresh yeah um and then obviously I got pregnant I mean he was only eight months old when I got pregnant with Grace um and I think my fitness started slipping them a little bit because I think I started to tell myself, you know, I can get back into fitness. It's only nine months. You're a lot, you, you don't have to be running every day. You don't have to be going to the gym. You, you, you know, you don't. This. I just. Told, I think I let myself not let myself slip, but I'll give myself excuses not to keep up with it. Mm. But then when she came along, even though again she was still a great sleeper, um, it was just two going from one to two, yeah. massive, yeah. huge, and I think when we had Harry my my life changed obviously dramatically straight away you've got this baby that you're completely looking after whereas David's life probably didn't change quite so much because he could still go to work when he wanted he could still go to the gym because it wasn't it wasn't affecting us or the or Harry my baby or me but when you've got two I kind of needed him there home more so Mm -hmm. then his life completely changed he had you know I Without having to say, I don't want you to do that tonight, you know, yeah. and that's where the issues come where you, you don't want to tell them like, oh, I don't want you to go out tonight. I need you here to help look after Harry so I can bath Grace and things like that. Things just start to slip. And I think I realized coming up to Grace being um, 12 months old, I, had, I hadn't lost any of the baby weight. I reckon i probably put more on. I felt so unhealthy um cracks were really showing with me and david because ultimately i was just miserable and i think Mm -hmm. we went away that christmas with friends and oh gosh it, it was just i was miserable and it was really showing it was showing in my parenting it was showing in our relationship and that's when we came back and Braun um fitness did the six week beach body I can't remember what it was now and David it was, just, and, it, and it was it was you know it was you had to pay for it and David said to me I know your fitness is what's making you miserable at the moment it's almost he recognized yeah that. and he said like I will pay for you to do this six weeks program if mm-hmm. you commit to it and if it helps you and I just went yeah this is what I need I need to I need to get myself back on track yeah And within those six weeks, I think I just felt like a different person, like Mm. the weight just dropped and it didn't even become about the weight then, it was just more about, I just felt so much better, I was eating so much better, I had more energy Um, and yeah, I just felt like I I came back to my old self.
2: Yeah. So just going back just a little bit there, because there's a really interesting point that you said that David's life didn't really change. Yeah. Yeah that much was there what was the emotions there was there a little bit of jealousy um or I suppose how did you handle that you know you know that he was obviously yeah was there resentment that's my biggest word that I
0: I I resented him for and probably have done for many years like it's taken a lot for me to get over that and just to accept that that's just the way it was and probably I didn't I didn't voice that enough during those times Mm. I think I, I never wanted to be that partner that said no or I don't want you to do I never and I still won't be that person and you think oh well if I don't say no but if I act this way you know he'll pick up on that yeah. and he'll just think oh well she doesn't want me to but I've, you know I've learned over many many years uh, that yep, is still yep. not the way
2: so this is a hindsight thing obviously communication like yeah. someone um, that could be listening to this though um, that's going through those exact emotions how would you handle it differently now knowing what you know would you communicate with dave yeah yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely and like dave you know dave's great like and i know that if i had said a lot of these things he might not agree with them he might you know what have? but he would always see my point of view and he would always he's great at going away thinking about it or and he's such a good at compromising you know he'd say okay well how about because obviously we're both really into fitness so you know now he might say well i know you like doing the morning um, class. So why don't you do the morning and I'll do the afternoon? Or if you need to switch that, we'll switch it up. And yeah. so yeah, just communication. Because I know if I just said those things, a lot, a lot of the that stuff between us probably wouldn't have got mm. as bad as it did. Because mm. um, there was a lot of resentment towards him, um, especially because his career. while I'd put everything on hold on maternity, and even when you return to work, you know, I didn't want to go back full time. I didn't want to then start. Cr- climbing the career ladder I just wanted yeah. to be a mum yeah. and even that was even resentful because I was looking at him and he was doing so well in his job and yeah. he was earning you know more money than me and all that and I don't know I was just thought that even that came a bit more resentful but that was my choice I didn't want to do that yeah. you know and I'm thinking but he's doing it for us so yeah. well, how can I start
2: <laughs> yeah like this is so good to hear this from mm. this point of view because I suppose from you know David's point of view and I don't mean to put words in his mouth but he was probably thinking geez I've got to support my family here i've got to look after myself i need to be an example my wife i want to give her the opportunity to be a mum, but he he was probably fully focused on that and he forgot oh geez she actually needs to look after her physical health as well and i think that conversation can just make a huge difference um so yeah like this is so good to be able to hear that from Mm. the the other side of the coin it's funny
1: isn't it like i think there's probably been like three podcasts where the, the female doesn't say anything, mm. you know what I mean? And the man realises, you know, later on yeah. that, okay, yeah. I could have behaved differently or I could have communicated better.
2: I want to say, as men, we, we're not overly intelligent and we don't really pick up Sorry? on those signs. Well, you're, <laughs> you're not, Jay. like, I know personally, I don't really pick up on those, like those vibes and, yeah. you, you know, sometimes I just need to be told, like, yeah. hey, I need time to myself and then I'll be like, oh, all right, no worries. So not, not saying that, you know, it's it's you, like you should always be no, coming no. to us. Yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, that is a, a, just such a good point that you've made. Really? Mm. Yeah. Um, so training-wise now, like you're training for an Ironman? Yes. So talk us through a training week for you. So how long are you spending on the bike? How long are you spending running? How long are you spending swimming?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was – it's sort of gone on, on the – I'm not really at my peak at the moment because my goal initially was to do the Geelong one, which was end of March. Um, And then just before Christmas, I got COVID and then I flew back to the UK and I got really sick and it was just one thing after another. And... I came back thinking, so I'd missed about a six-week solid block of training. And I thought, nah, I can still do this. I'm going to gonna do it. And luckily, thankfully, I had a really good friend who's just said to me, yeah, you could, mm. but you're going to hate it. You're not going to enjoy it. You're yeah. going to turn up, you're going to finish it, and you'll never want to do another one. So good. Mm. She said, you need to just think of another goal. and just Don't say never do one, but just think of another one to do and just train properly because if you yeah. force yourself to do this, you're going to hate it. Yeah. So yeah i listened to her um, and now i my get my aim is melbourne so it's still a far away off because it's not till november so I've, I've got a lot of time to um to train with but yeah i like to run, run at least three times a week um cycle I was cycling a few times a week up until a few weeks ago when I uh, broke something on my bike oh and no. then David tried to fix it and then made it a bit worse. David.
2: <laughs> oh, David.
0: <laughs> I know I can't get it into the service till it's actually going in tomorrow now, so hopefully I'll be back on my bike <sighs> soon. Um, and then swimming. Uh, pa- again, past couple of weeks, I've put that to the back burner. I've not been swimming and, and I know that's something I've got to pick mm. up on now and get back in the pool again because if I'm going to drop anything, it'll be my swim because it's right. the least one I enjoy. That's
1: what I was going to ask. Which one do you yeah. like the most which one do you hate the most?
0: It's not that I hate swimming; I just find it so boring. I hate it, swimming. Yeah, hate. And I just hate. feel like I'm not making hate. any progress with it. It's just, yeah. yeah anyway. Mm. So, so what about?
2: You, so how do you get through that? So this is something that you hate doing. Yeah. But you're pushing yourself to do it. So mentally, how do you do it?
0: So I've luckily found a group, um, a triathlon group group even uh flow endurance so they do swim sessions so i've been doing a swim session with them once a week so it's a full hour and within that hour i'll I probably do about two k's worth of swimming. Yep. Never do that by myself, mm. and that's all st- different stroke work, different leg work, different speeds. Um, just something that I would never in my mm. mind do by myself.
2: Yeah. So that's one thing that we've been hearing a lot on this podcast is if you're struggling for motivation to find that group. Mm. How did you find that group? Did you reach out to them or?
0: Yeah, I just started looking. I was just at a loss because even though I've done triathlons before in the UK, but um, again, it was with very specific programming in with someone from my gym and I kind of thought an Man's not it's gonna it's gonna test me in every way I'm gonna need to know someone who knows what they're doing and is gonna help me with it um so yeah i just searched on the internet um <clears throat> found this group and they do like a few of their sessions really suited my timetable with working the kids um so yeah i mean i don't do every session with them but i just use it to what fits with in my life and then like my running i have no issues with i can just do that when yeah. you know off my own back um and cycling again is another one i go out with a group i've done a few by myself but going yeah. out with a group is yeah. is so much better so
1: do you you have a program yeah no pretty loose
0: yeah, it's pretty. at the moment, I'll right. get more specific, say, I'd say about three months out. Right. I'll start and getting more specific. So when,
1: when you look at the week ahead, for example, you are got to swim, I don't know, twice a week. right? Yeah. Do you like look at it and look forward to it or is it like, oh, shit?
0: Um, my swim sessions that are coached, I'll look forward to because mm-hmm. I know I'm going don't, to, I don't have to think about it. Yeah, you just rock up yeah. and get the um, job done. <clears throat> and then the ones that I have to go to, I'll tell you, I'll find any excuse to try and not do it. Mm. And I'll say, oh, I'll go for a 5K run instead because I'll enjoy that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So when are you fitting in the training times? Like obviously you've mentioned David that likes to train as well. Your kids are a little bit older now. Yeah. When do you say go for your runs and when do you go for your swims? What times?
0: Yeah, usually I like to train first thing in the morning. I think my body just likes it anyway. Mm. Um, And also it doesn't affect anybody else within the house it's not really putting anybody else out or because my kids are still really super busy yeah life gets easier with you're not at the baby stages but it gets a bit harder because you're just running them around yeah. everywhere so trying to fit training in around them um I started doing a lot as well when they're so if I've got to drop them off somewhere and I don't necessarily have to stay I might just go for a quick run or if I'm near the pool I'll go for a quick swim or yeah um my son trains somewhere where there's a gym so sometimes I'll just go in that gym as well and do a quick workout.
2: Yeah, I love that hack, Jace. Like, a lot of us get caught up in oh, I've got to drop the kids off at their sport and then I've got to pick them up in an hour. Mm. What do I do for that hour? And you, you come home and you fluff around. Lou takes that time to work in her own fitness. I think yeah. that's awesome. And also to be able to use another gym. Like, did you just walk up to them and say, hey, do you mind if I just muck around on the yeah. Roman rings or
1: something? Kind of. A <laughs> couple of muscle ups, <laughs> couple of muscle
0: ups. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've I've kind of always been like that, and I think this is where David's rubbed off on me. In the fact that, like, even going on holiday, we'll always find a gym somewhere because mm. we'll, we know we can always run, but we we still like to do our weights and stuff. So. And I always remember being with David in the early years and we went traveling around Asia and he would just find a gym anywhere. And I was thinking, who is this and not it? Like, who does this? But now I'm the same. Wherever we go on holiday, we'll always like, even before we go, is like, is the hotel got a gym? If not, where's the nearest gym? <laughs> yeah.
2: That's really good as well because a lot of people get caught in the, the holiday. Uh, I'm in holiday mode. I'm going to let myself go. I'm going to eat junk and I'm not going to train. And then yeah. you come back and you end up feeling worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. On the holiday. Yeah. So
2: is that something that you actually do? You actually. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you book a, a holiday, you um, you know make sure there's a gym close by or there's a way to go for a run.
0: Yeah. If you, I mean, look, you don't need anything really for running apart from your runners. Obviously, we always pack them. Yeah. Um, um, just
2: just a question: How do you pack fifteen pairs of runners into a suitcase? <laughs> Lou?
0: Well, that's an issue you've got to work oh, out. No. <laughs> load,
1: load the back of your car up again, mate. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right
0: but uh yeah yeah i mean most hotels have have gyms these days but and there's so many drop-in places you can go to you know you know you've got your crossfit kind of gyms or your f45s or whatever that will still just allow you to drop in for sessions so you know we'll we'll just do that when we can
2: yeah no, I think that's an awesome little hack as well that that we need to get out there, that when you're on a holiday, you can still continue to train. You don't have to just be so structured yeah. in your routine. Mm. Yeah,
0: And people are really welcoming. When you go to different new gyms, yeah. you know, and I know we're with it at Braun, like we have loads of people that just drop mm. in there and everyone, you know, everyone makes you feel welcome and it's just a workout. It makes you feel better and get on with your day.
2: Yeah. And how does David fit his training in around your training schedule? So. How does
0: that work? So he'll, he'll probably probably say that my training comes first, but he's pretty same-same, uh, David. So he'll always go to the gym, I'll tell you, 5.30 what, this, on the way home. This,
2: this David fella, <laughs> I, I think he's got a little bit to answer for, he guys. Does, uh, uh, yeah. He's got a bit too much airtime for not, my life. I'm going <laughs> to stay, stay, stay go. out of this one. <laughs> so he is structured at 5.30 every single night?
0: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah He well,
2: And does that affect? The family at all?
0: No, and um, so things now have changed on a Tuesday. So um, Tuesday nights now, um, I need him to pick my son up because i've got to take my daughter to a different um, netball thing um so it means that he can't do his 5 30 sessions so okay. even last night he's having the conversation oh, i'm just trying to figure out when i can train tomorrow and i said um, i said well you need to take harry you know to the gym you need to pick harry up for the gym and then harry just turns around and goes well why don't you just use the gym at my place like mum does
2: ah, <laughs> oh <laughs> <was> love like- <laughs> that would you say that dave had an adult tanty about it really?
0: probably to himself he probably got in front of me yeah okay no it's really important for him as well is uh, just as as much as it is to me just to mental dealer you know deload and just make yourself um just feeling good about yourself you know we've had a big weekend away uh with Easter and you know there wasn't much training that got done then unfortunately um because of where we were but um yeah back on the track on track this week and we both want to get to the gym
2: yeah we have had a bit of a joke about it but it is fantastic that you and david can communicate so well and you realize how important fitness is to the both of you and that you work out that you will always find a way for each other's fitness i think that's fantastic yeah Yeah.
1: so is that the is that the biggest thing for you why you train why you maintain a healthy lifestyle is it the mental thing more than anything
0: yeah i reckon i think obviously for me as well I know if I've eaten well, and it's not just training as well, me, it's food as well, like I know if I've eaten bad and I've not been training, yes, it affects my body, I just feel sluggish, I feel, mm. I just feel horrible, um, but, but definitely my mind will go off on places and I will be snappy and I'll be very quick um whereas when I've trained I just feel it's definitely true you, you come yeah. in I can go out in the morning do one of my morning sessions come back and it's just I just feel like a different woman mm. like you know um, feel a lot more ready so for the day yeah it really it yeah. lifts my mood um it just makes me feel uh, a lot better when I have been training um, and I do notice the days when I don't train
1: yeah what about you dk what about me man what about you why like is it a mental thing for you uh for me yeah it's a mental thing
2: mm. uh, and it's also uh, as we spoke a little bit earlier it's about <coughs> the identity thing for me for me like i just love being a fit and healthy person yeah. and um yeah obviously the endorphins that it that it releases is, is yeah the key for me yeah mm. i yeah really don't care what i look like i care about you know, enjoying the run, enjoying yeah. a weight session, enjoying eating healthy food. So for me, it's all just a mental thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not a, it's not a physical thing at, at all. So. I,
0: I think another big thing for me is the, the social side of it as well. Yeah. Like, I love training with other people. You know, I love uh, doing those classes, like the CrossFit classes, and. We all have a laugh in between sets and, you know, I've made some really good friends throughout that. Um, and even with my running, I've got a couple of girls that I do my longer runs with and we talk, we cover every topic during those runs and, you know, it just adds to another element of being fit. Bit of gossip. Bit of gossip. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I wanted to touch on uh, the booze, Lou. You've oh, given yeah. up booze, and I know, for now over a year. Mm-hmm, 14 oh, months now. 14 months, yeah.
2: well can, done. Can I just say... Uh, Um, randomly my wife said to me have a look at Lou she must have made a post on Instagram or something I've given up alcohol for 12 months she's like how good is this she's given up alcohol for 12 months I'm inspired I want to have a crack at it so by doing what you're doing and we'd love to hear the story about the reasons why I just want you to know that you're actually inspiring other people by doing what you're doing so that's a fantastic thing that you've done and tell us about it
0: Oh, I suppose I've never had a great relationship with alcohol in the fact that my body, it just doesn't agree with me. Um, And I started drinking at a very young age and it's very much of a trend in the UK. Well, from what my experience is, you know, you'd go to the park on a Friday night and just drink cider and and I'm talking like from, you know, 14 years old. So this is... To the park? Yeah, you'd go to the park on like a Friday night and yeah spend your dinner money and right, on, right. yeah so it's, it's, thinking back now I'm yeah. thinking what on earth like how did because there's nothing else to do yeah. it's just such a bored life you just get with your friends and drink cider yeah. yeah um and I'd always be the one that would be thrown up at the end of the night and then you know I should have there were signs there and it's just push through you can yeah. do it build your it. tolerance yeah, yeah. and you know even through uni like oh we'd have some huge nights and I would be sick that night and then I would be sick for two days after. it was just, this is alcohol poisoning. But yeah, yeah, I'm still, no, 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 it's just me. And it became a bit of a running joke, like, oh, spewy Louie. You know, (laughs) that's what they would call me because that's what would happen. And yeah, the hangovers were terrible. Um, And then I think uh, since having kids, um, probably I used alcohol as more of, I just need to get the kids in bed and get the bottle of wine open and have a glass and I'm going to feel all right. And you tell yourself that you're relaxing and you're unwinding when actually it just makes the next day even harder. Mm. You know, the hangovers, even after a couple of glasses of wine, you're not sleeping right. You're waking up, you've got disturbed sleep. Um, and you know it it really started to affect my mental health as well not just my physical health Um, and I didn't realize just how bad I was getting with and I'm not saying that I was drinking every night it really wasn't that case at all but I think once I started to give up I realized that it was, it was really affecting my mental health, my physical health. I wasn't training as much when I had had a few glasses of wine or I'd had a big night. Um, and I was starting to get to a point where I was having big nights out that I was having real bad blackouts, like you know, waking up the next day and really not remember. And this wasn't because I was drinking excessively. Um, it was because I just can't tolerate alcohol and really? it was just getting worse. And the blackouts were just really starting to frighten me um and then you know you have these days where you go to wineries and you know it's family friendly and kids come along and only sees you there just with a glass of wine getting drunk and you're like is this what i really want my kids to be and i think one of the tipping points was i'd been to a friend's 40th and it you know i hate admitting this and a lot of my friends know now but we've been to a friend's 40th it was a day thing the kids were there we'd all got the bus back i was absolutely a mess we got home, we got the taxi home and I can't do, tra- I'm really bad travel sick as well, adding alcohol and it's just a messy combination. So we got off this taxi and I started throwing up outside the house against a tree and Grace is holding my hand. Oh right.
2: no. Yeah. And you just
0: think, what is life come to? Uh, I just I think that was probably one of the lowest the next day I woke up and she's reliving the story to me and I'm just I just wanted to die I thought what am I doing this is not me this is not and I think when you 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 drink and you you get drunk now I can say that I turn into a person who's not me. Like, Hmm. it's not... That's not the person I want to be. And I can't have that in the middle stage. It's all or nothing with me. It's like, I can't just have one glass and then that's it. And don't get me wrong, uh, like I say, it wasn't every night I was drinking. But when I was, it was like, go hard or go home, you know. And I just thought, I can't... I'm 40 now and I can't keep continuing like this. And I don't want my kids to remember those nights from me.
1: You, You said it affected your mental health. It's like, run us through that.
0: I think... Like I said, I think I was having, you know, on a weekend. Oh, it's relaxing time now. Let's have a bottle of wine, and you think it's relaxing, you. But it that night, I'd wake up the next day, and I would have put off maybe my morning run because I'm feeling really dusty Mm because I've had you know half a bottle of wine or whatever. So then that would bother me because I've not been up and trained. And then I'd be like, why you just? Why did you do that last night? You don't. And you'd have these conversations, Mm -hmm. or how I would have these conversations with myself, almost like just telling myself off like why did you do that again you didn't need that last glass of wine and now you've not trained and oh I'd really go into these like real dark places like Mm. and I I just think why why am I doing this to myself (laughs) what am I getting what's the enjoyment I am getting out of this um and yeah then I get snappy with the kids because I'm not feeling great because I'm hungover. um and then again later on you feel bad at yourself for that because you've snapped at them um you know and then it affects your own relationship with like, you know, with David, I'll be too quick to say things to him because, you know, I'm just feeling crap about myself now. Mm. And it would just go on. And then the eating, you know, you start eating junk food because you're hungover and that's the only thing you you can physically eat because yeah. you don't want to have a ball of fruit. <laughs> no,
1: no chicken salads with a hangover, is <laughs> that? No <chicken salads. laughs>
0: Absolutely not. So yeah, it was just like knock on effect after knock on effect and... I think I'd have been thinking about it for a good 12 months and I knew I just couldn't keep keep doing it. Keep. And like I say, if, it, if I could just go and have the old glass of wine, maybe I probably wouldn't have gone teetotal, but I just knew I'm not that person and I can't do that. Yeah. So I just thought.
1: I, I just find this whole subject so interesting. Like I gave up three months and it was probably the best three months of my life. I don't know why I still drink, to be honest, but I, I don't get drunk, drunk, right? But I, I I like, you said you thought about it for 12 months. Yeah. Like, why why did you think about it for so long?
0: I think because I just wasn't enjoying any part of it, but I was still doing it.
1: No, but that's what I mean. Like, oh. why, why didn't you stop when you knew that was the best thing to do? do why you, did you wait for 12 months?
0: I'll tell you one of the reasons. One, when I really considered about thinking, it was just before the year I was of my 40th. Oh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember <laughs> saying to myself, I can't not have a drink on my yeah. 40th. How ridiculous is that? Yeah, but
1: but people do that. Oh, yeah. I can't I can't not have a drink. We're going to a winery this week. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, five years later.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: How and how have you found that it's affected like your social circles as well? Like, do you feel pressure to drink in a social setting?
0: Not at all. No, no. and I think my friends have been amazing about it. Yeah. Um, I said th- I thought that would be the case, but I think because I everyone, I think a lot of my friends know how bad i do get with the hangovers and i have vocalized so many times i need to stop i need to stop you know and everyone just laughs it off so i think once i think i don't think i made a massive deal of it originally to say that's it i'm giving up and if i'm honest i didn't think it was gonna go on for so long a friend of mine said i think i was gonna just have a break from it and a friend said to me do 100 days because mm. i'd done the months off many times and she said do 100 days you don't feel the benefit and you can't break the habit unless you do at least a hundred days. I'm like, All right, maybe I'll give that a go. But again, I didn't vocalize that to everyone. Cause I thought if you put it out there, people are going, Oh, well yeah. you didn't do your hundred yeah, days. Fair, sure. So I was like, I'll just see in my mind, but in, I didn't tell anyone, but in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get to a hundred days. And I don't even remember reaching my hundred days. It got, I think right. after the first two months, yeah, it just, I think I just thought I can do this yeah. and it's better for me.
2: Yeah. And do you think you'll ever start drinking again? Do you think you can get to a stage where you can just enjoy one glass of wine or one beer, for instance?
0: Look, I'll never say – I'm not going to say I never because you just just don't know. But I think because there are so many different alternatives now, especially about the zero beers and stuff, Mm. because I do like – there's nothing better on a really hot day just having a nice cold beer. And I get that now without the – the added bit on the end. So yeah. I feel like I'm having a beer. as in the taste of it because, yeah. you know, I did enjoy the taste of it. Yeah. So I'm still getting the the taste of a beer, but I'm not getting the, you know, the, the highs of the being yeah. drunk and then the, yeah.
1: Do you, then, do you miss that? You know, where you, I don't know, you have a few beers and you're like,
0: you get that yeah. bit loopy yeah. loose yeah. feeling. Yeah. Oh, the sometime, inhibitions are gone. Sometimes you know, you I dance do.
1: a little bit harder, <laughs> that sort yeah. of stuff.
0: Sometimes I do. Um, but no, because I know it all. It always yeah. ends the same way for me, and I think now that's what I tell myself as well. Like it can never end good for me. Yeah. It always ends the same, and yeah. it will be a week out of me. Just yeah, that's right. It is, isn't it? Sick, it's a, not re- well. Yeah, not, I reckon you're right.
1: Yeah. I reckon it's nearly a week. Even and I'm not even talking about a big, big night. Yeah, and it affects you in some ways.
2: Yeah, one thing I keep getting is um, oh, you're more fun when you drink. Oh yeah, like. And I suppose one thing I, how I combated that was I was like, well, this is me, normal. Yeah. Like, if you don't like me normal, yeah. why, why are you going to like me only when I'm when I'm drinking? So, yeah. Um, but your your partner David, he still drinks regularly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> he loves <laughs> it. <laughs> Love, yeah. And he and he loves it. But yeah, that, that hasn't affected um, his social circles and or anything.
1: He's got he re- a designated yeah, <laughs> right, yeah.
2: he right. loves
0: yeah. it. He yeah. reckons he drinks less because I'm not drinking with him. But that's just rubbish. But uh, he would like. Okay. You probably go to less. Yeah, maybe in the house, probably. Um yeah. and in fact, actually, yeah, we he probably doesn't drink half as much. Just like watching, you know, watching a movie, we'd open a bottle yeah, of wine, just be sit a bit there weird, and drink
1: yeah. just knocks like, off a bottle by himself.
0: Yeah, so he probably doesn't do that as much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not one for. Um, but he can handle it. He yeah. can. I think and, once it starts,
1: and you don't feel it affects him in any way? Like for what I'm what I'm saying, I suppose if you know people that can so-called handle. Alcohol. Is there any benefit of those people giving up?
0: Oh, I mean, there's there's benefits to to anyone giving up. But um, look, he can. I think I think as he's getting a bit older, though, he's probably feeling it a bit more now. Yeah, You, you know. But he he'll still get up and go for like he for him to feel better after a big night he'll go for a run like I could never even dreamt of that like four days later yeah you know? i like he'll get, get up and go for a run and he'll yeah. oh I feel great now it's bizarre I know people like, that'll that?
1: go out for a lunch yeah. and then come into the gym at four thirty I'm like what are you doing yeah, I yeah. Could. I'll be like no nah, I'm going home probably sit on the couch yeah get a large single combo yeah
2: (laughs) one thing we did mention um and we mentioned it off air with mark lands a few weeks ago um the hop waters and something you messaged me during the week so it's it's an alcoholic a non-alcoholic beer but it's actually just water that's infused with hop so it doesn't have the calories yeah and it it actually tastes like a beer so that's another hack out there for people just Mm -hmm. um if you feel like you have to drink in a social setting, you know, the hot waters, the non-alcoholic beers, they're a great option as well for people.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Back on, um, I don't know why I keep harping on this, but like I I think I just hear a lot of people, you know, whinging about, you know, they're overweight or they're not happy and so forth, yet they keep drinking, yet they obviously know and they admit that that could be an issue in their life, right, that's stopping them from for example, losing weight because you know they drink and then they eat shit. Mm. Like, why? Why do we continue to do this to ourselves?
2: Yeah, it's a good question, and and I'd love to hear your response to it, Lou. And like, yeah, why? Why do we do this? Mm. Like, why do we?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I lost two ki- two kilos without even thinking about it mm. after drink after just stopping. from the calories. Yeah. yeah. yeah from alcohol yeah um and again i wasn't a heavy i'm not a heavy i wasn't a heavy drinker um but just by cutting out those you know shared bottles of wine that i was having you know over a weekend um two kilos just dropped off like that and i could not mm. believe it um but then you get out more and you walk you know you're doing more things as well so it's just a flow on effect but i do speak to some people that um so the the big thing with me is probably that whole my mindset's a lot better now. And I'll speak to some people that say, you know, oh, I'm feeling really bad and, you know, I'm overweight and da, da, da. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to, I will never pressurize or tell someone, yeah, well, why yeah. don't you give up? I'll say, have you ever considered maybe just stopping for, it? and I always say the hundred days, like, because to me that was the game changer. Yeah. I don't think that would make much of a difference, you know, I'm okay. And I need a wine to, uh, to, to unwind. Like I just need that, that release that, you know, it just makes me feel about that one glass. And I'm like, yeah, but until you take that one glass away, Mm. how do you know that's Mm. what you need? You know, and, but it's really hard for people just are so set with that's their, their, form of relaxation and Mm. you know and then that's fine if that's what they feel and that's how how they do it then that's absolutely fine and you know i'm not going to preach that the sober way is the best way Um, i just know for me it was definitely my better way Mm.
1: yeah i think I, i remember i used to use it to escape any shit that was going on in your life that's all right it's friday night yeah get on the beers and then you got three days you don't have to think anything you're either drunk or you're hung over and then it comes around monday tuesday and you're half depressed and it's just this vicious cycle and it's like you just have to go all right maybe you do maybe people do need to hit rock bottom rock bottom to a certain extent before they do go all right enough's enough i don't know Mm. yeah what about you, DK? Why? What was your main reason?
2: Uh, yeah, my main reason was yeah, just for training wise. I, mm. I felt so much better when I wasn't drinking, and yeah. yeah, time seems to go a lot slower when you when you don't yeah. drink as well. Like you go to a wedding, yeah. that, that five hours that <laughs> takes a long time when you're not drinking, and you
1: yeah. meet some uh, weird characters, you don't do. you? Yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah,
1: and I think uh, I remember the first. It must have been the first week or two, and I remember going to the highway, and I was like, oh my god, what is wrong with people? Yeah. People were so, it must have been after the races and, you know, when they come in, they filter in after the races and there were some obnoxious people mm. in there and I'm just thinking, like, fuck, you, you are probably worse than these people. You're more of a pest yes. and you would be so much worse than this. Like, what and, are you and doing? And that's when you're
2: sober, Jason. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Imagine when you're drunk. <laughs> and I'm just
1: like, oh, my God. Uh, something it has
2: to give. Yeah, now, definitely. I do just have a question for you, Lou. Um, tell me about your wardrobe at home. <laughs> Like, is there any truth to the fact that it is color coordinated?
0: Mine's not. Oh, yes. Someone else's.
2: Someone else's is color coordinated.
0: Actually, no. Mine actually is color coordinated. I would have that, but um, yeah, the husband's is quite. Um, yeah, it's it's like a show show wardrobe, shall we say? It's perfection at its best.
2: And and that's that's him. Yeah. Yeah, every night he does his own washing and just makes it immaculate. He and just,
1: um, yeah, is it true that you still iron his jocks?
0: <laughs> no, I don't iron his jocks. I iron everything else. So.
1: <laughs> does he iron
2: his own? Does he no. iron his own jocks? No, no. Oh. Oh, look, I think I we need a photo of this wardrobe for the Facebook page or the Instagram page. Oh, Jess. I'll, get what it. Do you I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Now, Lou, we do ask every guest to give us uh, a takeaway that people can work on through the week you've given us so much already through this podcast what would be the one takeaway you would give to people listening
0: um i suppose with the this was going on the alcohol theme just maybe just try 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 not to drink as much maybe try yeah. cut it out when you can and it realize it's not necessary you don't have to have it yeah um all the time um i don't know that's probably going on the the non-alcohol thing just just give it a go Give try a week two weeks and if you can do the 100 days that would be the real goal but yeah. you know it takes a lot to get there
1: mm. yeah. and i think uh the other thing that i got out of it is the communication again yeah. we talk about okay. it repeatedly i think there's two things that the alcohol the last what two three guests don't drink yeah, or have correct. reduced it a lot yeah it's a common pattern. We're not choosing people that don't drink, yeah. Yeah. but it's just a common pattern who have you know, changed behaviours or changed their life in some way that they've reduced or given up alcohol. It's quite... Um,
2: yeah. Inspiring, is, inspiring the
1: word. is the word. Um, I don't know exciting
2: yeah it is exciting Jase. Mm. and we have a question from last week from Mark Lance now mm-hmm. Jace, you're running this show today surely you would have done your research into always Mark. doing
1: my research uh, DK but you know you would
2: have remembered the question
1: wouldn't you Jason <laughs> of course I would but you know I just feel like I want to hear your voice today DK so take it away
2: I knew you'd forget it, Jace. Of course I remembered it, mate. I wouldn't let us down
1: like that. Mate, I, I, I've got it right here.
2: <laughs> oh, do you? Uh, yeah. Well, i think if you know it so well, Jace, go on. Ask uh, Lou. What, uh, if you... If you uh... Let me ask it, Jace. So, Lou, what's more important, the, the physical or the, me- or the mental side of, of looking after your fitness?
0: I think for me it would definitely be probably the mental side, I reckon. Um, keeps you in check and that, and that flows onto everything. So it keeps me in check mentally and then it keeps me in check with my food choices, my sleep, um, being a better parent and a better person.
2: Yeah. And the question for next week's guest, Lou, surely, Jace as the host today would have prepped you on a question. Sure did,
1: Lou. What have you got?
0: <laughs> I suppose I'd ask um, if what, what do you think you would have been like as a parent before you had kids? Um, as opposed to how you are now as a parent now you've got kids because we all have this preconceived idea of how Hmm. we're going to parent our kids and how life's going to continue and then it happens and it might be like that or it might be not it
1: gets (laughs) better Lou doesn't it
0: absolutely
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lou thanks so much for being on the podcast and opening up to us it's been an awesome chat thank you so much thanks Lou
0: no worries thank you
1: Thanks again for listening and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, give us a like, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and remember, share this episode with any of your friends or family. Thank you, see you next week.